Welcome to Roots and Graffiti, a short chat diving into the happenings of Jasper County, Indiana. Episode topics range from project announcements to conversations about rural issues. Hosted by the Jasper Newton Foundation and Jasper County Economic Development Organization, together we'll explore and break down what's happening right here in Jasper County. I'm Brian Hooker with the Jasper Newton Foundation. And I'm Stephen Eastridge with the Jasper County Economic Development Organization. Welcome to Roots and Graffiti. I think that's a really good place to say good morning. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for joining Bree and I today. I think it'd be good if we just kind of dive right in and let you guys talk about you know, who you are, your role in Remington, you know, talk a little bit about the fire department if you want, and just sort of who you guys are as people in our mm-hmm. community. And so let's start there. Well, I was born and raised in Remington. Um, lived in the same house until I was married. Sure. So (laughs) (laughs) didn't go to college, didn't move out, nothing like that. Dad kind of got us started. He didn't want us running the streets. So he got us started mowing um, older ladies yards. That's where I made my summer money and kind of got my work ethic too. Um, And also mowing for older ladies, they had no problem calling you back to come and fix a problem, (laughs) you know? So, so that's how we kind of learned my, uh, perfectiveness kind of customer service yeah Yeah, and just your communication because dad would he'd just say hey go you go handle it that was your fault you know figure it out and that was probably I mean I'm trying to think Callan's seven so I was probably 10 because I could shut the the safety off on the mower yeah you know so that's when dad put us on these mowers and I was purchasing my first mower when I was I think 11 or 12 and making payments in that so that's how dad kind of got us started there so I've just I've always been around Remington and you know, didn't know much else. Just love the small town, small community and, and the people there with it. You know, you know, your neighbors, you know, the people across the street, you know, you see people at the store, you know, them. And that's, that's what I love about it. You know, besides, you know, Lafayette's nice, you know, you sometimes see people in there, you know, but at the same time, it's, you know, you're just kind of a passerby, you know? So the small community, just the, the feel, the warmth, the love, you can just, you can, you know it. I guess that's kind of my beginning story of how our business started. So Maybe well, your turn because you're not yeah. around here. I kind of no. brought you in. <laughs> so my, I'm not originally from Jasper County. My family's from Indiana, Marion area, but both my parents were in the military. So I was actually born in Germany and then I've lived all over Texas, Pennsylvania, Virginia, um, Illinois. And then I came back in my sophomore year of high school and graduated from Oak Hill, which is in Converse, Indiana, and then went to Purdue. Um, and then I actually got connected with Remington before I knew Brayden. Um, I wanted to be a cheerleading coach and they had the Tri-County High School had their cheerleading coach position open and I didn't think it was that bad of a drive. So I applied and got that position. And then about two years in just through connections and meeting people. And I met people at Purdue from the Remington area. I met Brayden and I think one of the first conversations we had, you said, I'm not leaving Remington. <laughs> so if you don't want to leave in Remington, then live in Remington, then this is not going to go anywhere. So nope. I said, okay, that, that's fine. And, um, I, and I think the second conversation was don't plan on me being a, a cook, a stay at home and cooking meals like your mom does. And yeah. And now I cook <laughs> all of our meals. <laughs> so yeah, he definitely changed me a little bit. No, I, I decided though, Around that time in college, I wanted to stay in Indiana because mm-hmm. my whole family was here. I had two younger sisters. So I was, I loved Remington and the couple years I'd gotten to know people. I love the community. And then being still within an hour and a half distance of my family 
And I did, you know, like Lafayette and I, I really enjoyed being at Purdue. So that's kind of how I got connected. And then I worked in Lafayette, commuted until a position came open at the county. Right. And then I applied in and I worked uh, in the child support division for nine years. Wow. At the beginning, it was dad and my brother was also involved. And it came, let's see, what year was that? About two thousand I think 2000 2001 kind of the the decision to keep this uh side business of mowing yards to hey what are we going to do was about that time frame of saying hey you know what let's get bigger you know we kind of had a local contact that was kind of pushing us to get into more of the landscaping side some irrigation stuff and it was like you know what let's start so you know from running an office you know in a basement to having all your equipment on a trailer covered with a tarp every night um, to now having everything sheltered underneath you know a building to having an actual office to go to it really just just kind of kind of snowballed into a great a great business that we're offering uh, is service wise and uh and this is year 17 incorporated. Yeah. You so started before that, but 17. Yeah, years. I think 2000 was kind of that decision of saying, hey, let's let's make this, let's try to make this a career. And that's a huge risk, right? Yeah. Like, I yeah, mean, it was, at that point, I didn't understand it. Looking back at my parents making that decision was a very huge risk because dad was working for FBI buildings at that point in huh. time too. And that's when they switched from, building just pole barns to switching to building churches as well as the Aspen group. And dad was pretty much asked to say, Hey, you're either going to have to, I think, move or yeah. retire and move. The move was to Indy and, you know, dad right. hometown grew up born and raised. was like, we're not moving to Indy. Wow. So he left it, left FBI and said, we're going to do this. Put so, all those chips in. Put all the chips in. Edge. We're going to start fertilizing grass and killing weeds and, <laughs> and wow. then letting it grow and we're going to mow it, you know, yeah. and, and gradually it's just kind of, kind of kept going and, and it hasn't been a, a huge step. We've, we've really taken our time, been smart about the decisions we've made and, and listened to the community of what the needs are. Right. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where it all started. The Carnegie Center has been taken care of by Clark's Cutting Edge for I don't know, three years now, four years now. I think so. Um, I yeah. think when I got hired, I spent two weekends in June by myself <laughs> <laughs> unloading mulch from the store. <laughs> you know, because if you love where you live, you love where you work. I don't know. I think I just felt like I was getting to know my business by doing all the, the landscaping out front. I thought this is I'm out. I'm out. I quit. <laughs> so, uh, it was just time for some stuff to go. But I know I even I think I asked you all at one point about scooping snow and. I mentioned this just because you've been very purposeful because you told me no, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is, I mean, that's good. I'm not good at saying no. I always appreciate when someone else says, you're like, we, we really can only concentrate on the places we can get to if the weather's bad, which means Remington. Yep. And I appreciate, so you've, it feels like to me, you've made those choices on purpose to make sure you can do those things well. So including telling me no. Yeah. My, <laughs> and I hate, I hate saying no to people because <laughs> okay. you know, it's surprising how much I can really jump into and you put your mind to it. But yeah, snow removal is a whole different ball game right. of having to get everything done at a set amount of time. And we've actually had this conversation earlier this week we're getting closer i think to providing snow removal in rensselaer there is a huge need huge need and i'm I'm shocked at how big this community is in rensselaer that there's such a need for it but there is and we've talked to a lot of the customers we maintain and they're really pushing for us 
And so I, I, we're a little late this year, but I think our gears are turning and trying to figure out how we can make it happen. Because the last thing I want to do is, is, is take away from what we're providing in mm-hmm. Remington, not provide enough up here or provide too much and then not enough in Remington. And that's my biggest fear with snow removal. Um, we do mm-hmm. a great job doing it. And I, I want to be able to provide that same equal service to both. And that's why it's, it's been a five-year process and trying to figure <laughs> how I can get 13 miles up here yeah. and make it work. <laughs> so, so I have a really great snow guy. I just didn't okay. know it at the time when I asked you. Um, he's like the, the magic snow removal guy. He shows up before I get there and it's all taken care of. So you have a really great Perfect. person who does all that. I didn't realize that at the time yeah. that I asked. <laughs> um, so anyway, it's all good. But yeah. I appreciate you, like that idea that as a small business and with the, the risk and and take, trying to take care of your employees and your family and you know that grass and snow is your livelihood yeah mm-hmm. in a way you know and customer service so I appreciate you being able to say yes and no to stuff we'll, we'll get back to the business but what other things are you both involved in in your community because I know I see you other places so you were talking about fire departments earlier and I know Ashley you've been involved with um, parks and some other things in Remington so what other things have you jumped into just to make Remington a better place to be. Sure. So when I uh, turned 18, I don't even think I was out of high school. I became an EMT and uh, worked for our local ambulance, I believe for nine years. In the midst of all that, I joined our fire department and have been on there, I think 12 or 13. It's right in that ballpark. And currently kind of moved up the ladder from, you know, saying, hey, this is cool wearing fire gear and riding around (laughs) in a big truck with sirens to, uh, you know, there's a little more involved in this, you know. So um, after starting as kind of a probie and a newbie and and learning the system and how everything works and and how professional uh, that service is, I moved up from to lieutenant um, and then and currently assistant chief and have been there for, I believe, this is my fourth year. This will be the start of my fourth year as assistant chief. So it's been interesting between new fire trucks and new fire station, but it's been a lot of fun. You coached track, yeah. junior high track. I did. Too. I forgot that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I coached junior high track. How many years did I do that? Four or five years, yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah, for a while. And then I think we had our first child. Yeah. Is that when that ended? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> responsibilities, of course. <laughs> so yeah, I coached track for a while, seventh and eighth graders. And that was... Uh, that was an enjoyable experience. <laughs> and you, it's interesting to turn on and have those students and even some that I coached like actually have worked for us. Yeah. Which is just cool to see them grow up. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I was on the Remington Park Board for four years. I really loved that. We mm-hmm. did a lot of fun projects while I was there. And then when we had our second son, um, I was hoping to stay on for another term and then we had our surprise third son and (laughs) so between three kids and the business and working full-time I kind of made the decision right now I needed to just focus on my household the kids and so I had decided to step down after my four years were over and then I also helped with the Remington Water Tower Days Festival I was on that committee for a couple years and that was really fun too we really loved that uh, I helped for about a year on the board to get the Growing Patch Learning Center up okay. and running because I did daycare work in Lafayette for a little bit. I worked daycare centers there. So, yeah, definitely was involved when we had one and two kids. And then when we jumped from one <laughs> to three kids pretty quickly. Now we're outnumbered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I do miss it. 
you know, being involved in that way. So like I said, just running a business and then through, I handle like the charitable contributions and donations and involvement that Clark's Cutting Edge does yeah. in the community. So I try to do that and just be involved with our one. We have one son in school. He's in yep. primary. So again, that helped me free up time to do things. Not this year. It's a little different, but in the last right. several years, um, classroom involvement and parties and different things that the school's doing. So I've got to say my wife and I just had our second son back okay. in October. Three sounds like a lot. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is a lot. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah that's great. And raising your family in the community and I, uh, I, yeah parks all those things we live close to the park where the splash pad is so we walk there a lot so yeah that was really fun to be involved for those couple years and be able to take our son there and show him some of the things that we did and i know that a splash pad is like um the envy of the rest of the county yeah (laughs) so john cripe had a lot to do with that they were finishing that up when i came on board and I helped with uh, the concession stand storage unit mm-hmm. at the soccer field. And my son has played, our oldest has played soccer. So I helped finish that. And then I ran that concession stand for a couple years as like the park slash soccer mm-hmm. mom. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then when we had our third and it was August when soccer was starting, I was like, I can't have a newborn and run the yeah, concession no stand way. at the same time. So, um, but yeah, they've done a lot of really neat things out there. And I'm mm-hmm. excited to see that exercise uh, equipment go in too awesome. and the butterfly garden is really cool and of course the trails all of that stuff's yeah. really fun yeah so. we walk the trails quite a bit yeah we do so there's big projects that are really cool but being on the boards you see some of the and you were involved too. with the drainage there too weren't you yeah we had a big drainage, a drainage issue, issue so we got that tile replaced and fixed and another reason why i think that there's so much involvement in remington is because the same people that live in Remington or have been raised in Remington, they stay in Remington as far as not just as business owners, but if you look at our schools, a lot of the teachers, um, they're from Remington. They have children in the schools currently, their parents, their grandparents. So I think that focus um, on Remington and, and people working in Remington and attending church in Remington and visiting the Remington businesses, it makes people want to put that effort back into our town. Whereas mm-hmm. um, if you have cities where people are always going out of the city for their needs, then they're less likely to invest in their city. So I definitely think it's a community effort and a group effort there. So I'm not from Remington, but I do a ton of work in Remington. And almost all of my economic development work is in Remington. And what I see uh, from the outside is just that everyone understands what needs to happen for things to get done. Whether it's John, who understands exactly what needs to happen for uh, a project to be permitted, for something to happen, uh, if, whether it's the council to know their exact role in approving it, and, and, and Susie does a wonderful job in making sure that she understands everything so that way the council can understand stuff very quickly to make decisions, um, to even some of the, the families, whether you know it's like John and Quentin Overbeck or um, John and Wendy Schwab mm-hmm. or, or, or you guys, you know, clearly just understanding um, the things one have to be different than what they were, um, and that's going to take certain steps. And whatever those steps are, I think everyone, in my, just in the way I see things, and for whatever reason, everyone in Remington understands that it's going to take X, Y, and Z to get somewhere. Yeah, I think they have a good vision or a goal yeah. as far as how they see yeah. the community in a whole. And I think that's, that's huge. I, you sure. can't talk about Remington without, I, I think our identity is a little dual in the sense that we are a part of Jasper County, 
but we also are very connected to Wolkett, mm-hmm. um, right. especially with our school. So that's one thing as an outsider. I just, I really look at us as a Remington Wolkett. So there's an important connection there for Remington. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've liked, I've also liked, even though they're White County and we're Jasper County, the two towns have worked together on a lot of projects to accomplish things. And right. I think that's really cool too. I appreciate the, just the vision of that. And I didn't realize how important county boundaries were until I came to the community foundation and that's how all of my colleagues talk. So every community foundation operates in a geographic footprint, which happens to be their county. Right. Indiana has a community foundation in all 92 counties. You're one of the, we're the only state we can thank Willie endowment for that. The only state that has every county covered by a community foundation states like just Nebraska, for example, might have a Nebraska community foundation for the whole state and maybe one other other but that's all they have and we wow. have we have one in every county and that's over awesome. three billion dollars in assets that are here to help build indiana yeah and it's so we're really lucky but i didn't realize how important um, politically uh professionally and otherwise that those boundaries were and then of course i hear the word boundary and think well maybe we should break those a little bit yeah Uh, (laughs) just kind of like if that's a fence let's just jump over it for a second and uh so i appreciate remington and wolcott doing like partnering that way because there are lots of um i've seen dual community festivals or other initiatives there because you're just down the road yeah and it makes a lot of sense to not be so siloed anymore and i think Stephen and i want to see that in jasper county where I think of I think of my hometown. Yes, I have a lot of pride in Rensselaer, but I also know that I shop for X, Y, and Z in Demott because I only can get those things there, and right. I get donuts and coffee and have lunch at the Homestead and other things in Remington because I can only do those things there. Yeah, like I don't want to repeat those things in Rensselaer. I I like having to go yeah. to other places for them. Definitely, I, I like the variety. If we lived in Indianapolis, we'd drive twenty minutes to go to the grocery store. It's the same drive. It's the same drive. Yeah. And yeah. so I just thinking about it, the scenery is different. It's more pretty here. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> in between. And you know the people there. I, right. Absolutely. Yeah. I know And you say hi there. to them and you don't say hi just to be nice. You say hi because you actually know them and you care about them. Right. Right. You I know? like that diversity and the idea that we would be willing to connect even outside of our boundaries with those places that are closest to us. Yeah. And well, Working here for nine years, Rensselaer, I feel a connection to Rensselaer, mm-hmm. even though I'm, I live in Remington. So I still try to make a point to come up here, even though I'm not working here mm-hmm. every day anymore, to visit the businesses and shop the groceries and do mm-hmm. those sort of things. I think, right? I think that's really important. And I think the relationship between Wolcott and Remington is going to continue to grow. You know, one of the big things that has happened, and you, you were talking about things that there's like there's sexy projects and there's projects that aren't sexy people don't talk about right pad is very sexy right, right. a swatch pad is very but there are the things that aren't and i think one of the things that go a long way in relationship building is you know the town of remington just recently ran water lines mm-hmm. to serve white county yeah um and that was something when i first started i started three years ago and when i first started john wanted my opinion about it and to me you know it checks a lot of boxes the town makes a lot more money you get to expand to other things you expand your resources and you're helping grow that corridor. My predecessor didn't feel that same way, and so it was a big point of contention. But okay. Remington in that corridor will not thrive. It, it might thrive, but only to a point, if the other side of the county line isn't thriving and growing as well. Exactly. Right? And so, and you can you can do that just about anywhere. You know, And I try to tell everyone, too, look at the same way. Jasper County is only going to get so far if Newton County continues to not grow. 
or, mm-hmm. or, or Pulaski County or whatever county we're talking about. We, we need all of, our, all of our rural communities to grow together. And in Remington, Wolcott, and the relationships that are there and they continue to grow are just a really good sort of mini example of that and how that mm-hmm. can happen and that there could be collaboration that isn't competitive. Um, it can also be competitive, but not in a bad way. Think of it like a, a sibling rivalry, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that, that's a good thing, but ultimately you want to see that, that other community thrive and, and grow, right? Yep. I, I want to beat everyone, but if I'm going to lose to someone, it might as well be someone that I, that I know and, and care about their success as well. And I think that's what we have to think about in our communities. And I think, to your point, Remington and Wolfett are doing a decent job with that. Well, like you said, the Remington leadership also, ca- they care about mm-hmm. the Wolcott and the Wolcott leadership cares about Remington, and I'm sure yeah. do you feel like it woke it comes up often in questions when you're meeting with in conversation no I think when we we had Wendy and John on the podcast I mm-hmm. think Wendy mentioned Wolkit three or four times yeah in the conversation <laughs> just like as Remington comma Wolkit like yeah that's, and so I that's how we view it right as, without even yeah pausing she didn't even flinch and I yeah. it, I heard it because I wasn't I wasn't expecting that but yeah no I I want to be able I I want to I want to just be able to say that about Jasper County too yeah I think, you know yeah, it's funny because I don't tell people that I'm from Wheatfield. I live up in the northern part of the county. I just tell people I'm from Jasper County. Yeah. And it always gets the funniest looks, but it, that's how I view it. And it, it could just be because I, I work in an organization that serves the it's entire county. It's your job. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I, have to, I have to remind certain elected officials of certain municipalities that I'm not I'm not there for that, just that one, <laughs> yeah. right, that I have other responsibilities. But, yeah, that's, that's definitely how I view it, and I think that there are a lot of examples of that and, and the good that can be that can be done thinking that way, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, working with, back to working with John and, and the town, we're building, we're very, very, very close within like two, three weeks of starting the building of our new location. And water was a big issue. Um, we own two pieces of land where half the land's in town and half of it's out of town. <laughs> so the part where the building's going to go is out of town. And it was probably a year and a half of work to it, figure out. It was closer to a two-year project. Yeah, how it was, to get water. We had yeah. sewage on our side of the creek. There was no water on the side of the creek. And so... But the town yeah, was But the town helped. Amazing. I mean, they gave us options of what we can do. And, and we wow. had local contractors do the same of saying, hey, I don't think we can bore 400 feet underneath the creek. If we can, it's going to be X amount. And... Okay, well, what if we went this length? Well, you're the same amount, and it'd probably be better. Okay, you know, so the town was great as far as helping us through that water issue. Fantastic. So yeah. do you find that, so like, your Clarks, um, other small businesses you think would say the same thing as far as that friendly support for small business and, like, the collaboration for growth? I I think so. I mean, you look at the homestead and what the homestead's done. I mean, they started off in a small building. They're Mm -hmm. gradually getting bigger. I mean, you have to talk to the town and permits and everything, you know, when you do things like that. Right. So, absolutely, I I think they help everybody. And Bob and Connie's, they're outside seating. Yeah. You know, so. I need to get out more. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I blame COVID. Yeah, right. (laughs) For a lot of things this year, but. Does Clark spend a lot of time trying to recruit local employees? <laughs> Always. It doesn't matter when or not. But, I mean, it's it's tough to find employees in general. It's even harder to find good employees. <laughs> right now we're blessed with who we have. We have an awesome group. Mm-hmm. And um, they're, all, they're all pretty much local. Yeah, everyone's yeah. Remington yeah, Wolcott person. Okay. A Benton so. County person. Yeah. But, yeah, everybody's yeah. fairly local. And we've had other people from, you know, Wolcott, Rens- Rensselaer area and that. But, yeah, we are always looking looking for help. 
it's just, it's tough. Pre-COVID, it was tough. It's tough during COVID. Yeah. Um, which, which is frustrating when, when the employment is so high or was so high, it was, it, it was still hard to get people in, mm-hmm. you know, and you, we'd get people in, we thought they'd be great. And then they don't have a driver's license. We have questions that we ask and experience. It's it, more experience than mm-hmm. anything because it's a niche. I mean, landscaping and lawn care and snow removal is a niche and it's not, you know, like I said, we have wonderful people. Um, we've had wonderful people apply, but as we grow, we want, um, people with experience and you're going to have in landscaping lawn care in a bigger city, you're going to have people that have worked for other landscaping and lawn care companies. So we don't always get someone that's walking in the door with five years hardscaping under their belt. So for us, it's about once we've talked with that person um, and met with them learning if we think they're trainable, because we train most of our people um, out the get go and they have the personality traits to be able to train and learn things quickly. So it's a different kind of interview process for us. It's, yeah. I mean, of course we ask like, have you operated this machinery and that machinery and, and whatnot? But yeah, it's more about getting a feel for their personality. And then, you know, being a small company, uh, we have nine full-time people and then, you know, a handful anywhere from five to eight part-time people making sure that those personalities are going to mesh well because um, we work so closely together. So. And self-motivation and drive. Yeah. yeah. To me, I almost take that over experience because if you're self-motivated and you want to do better and yeah. you want to learn and you want to do a good job, you will fit right in. Okay, you so know? if you're not out of high school yet, that's the list of things yeah. you need to work there on. There you go. Right. And that's anywhere. That's just right? not here. Yeah. Yeah, our business. That's it's anywhere. Not just grass. It's yeah. everything. Yeah. But visibility is important too. Um, that's part of why I came on board. I came on as HR manager to help us grow and improve what we offer employees mm-hmm. by way of benefits, um, streamline processes and trainings and meetings. Our location downtown does not give the biggest picture of right. where we're at as a company, which is why we're really excited to have the new building up and running. And that is going to, there's going to be a need for new employees yeah. there too, which was part of, um, we've partnered with the SBA for that right. project because we will have economic growth from our building right. and what we're bringing in, which is it, probably exciting for Remington too, which is why we were so thankful that they were so helpful. So, uh, but that's, I think any small business owner you talk to in this area and the state, finding good help is key. As the company, you have to really look at yourself and ask what, like what is going to keep people employed in mm-hmm. this community? And right. that's kind of, part of my job um obviously wages but benefits you know we have we just in april we rolled out medical dental vision so we offer that now which is really hard for i mean that was two years of research on my end to figure out expensive how to do that Um, because that's what we found more people want stability i mean high wages are great but stability is important so as a small business you have to give a little as well um, so we do like an IRA match um, so their retirement and offering life insurance and AFLAC those sort of things vacation days holidays right. so yeah I think that you have to be open sometimes you can find a small business that just doesn't want to change their ways um, kind of our conversation about just the community as a whole but right. you have to be willing to adapt with 
expectations of the workforce. Right. Um, so we do a lot of research on that and staying up with across the country through landscaping um, magazines and trainings and seminars and just figuring out what other companies are doing. And then, but then you have to still apply that to your small community and work works right. here. So. And then we joined the BAGL, which is the Greater Lafayette Home Builder Association. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing, finding those connections and being involved with different organizations. So our old insurance agent, she's retired. She jumped over to work with the BAGL. And then, so we're in their insurance group. So the whole Home Builders Association, like nationwide, has like an insurance group. Wow. So we, since we are kind of a leg of home building as landscaping lawn care, we were able to jump on and the rates are a little better, not great. But so that was really cool learning that, that that connection could benefit us. And so for our business, we have grown a little bit. I mean, Remington, Jasper County, it's still most important to us and that's our focus. But we get out um, Mm -hmm. to Monticello and Lafayette and um, Kitlin and Goodland a little bit too. West Lafayette more than Lafayette, but yeah. Well, is there anything that you guys want the listeners to know about Clark's cutting edge or you covered a lot during that last <laughs> one. <laughs> you know, we say this a lot on our social media and, and whatnot, but thank you for supporting yeah. this business for 17 years. Obviously I've not been a part of it for 17 years, but sometimes I get emotional thinking of where his mom and dad started and um, then what Braden has brought. And as we've been breaking ground at our new location and, Sometimes I just get a little overwhelmed with emotion when my father-in-law is out there with my boys and seeing what they built from generation to generation. I think that's so cool. So just a big thank you for supporting us and continuing to support us. And we love, we're really busy on social media. So follow us there and stay tuned, hopefully for a new building next spring for retail floral and nursery and bulk landscaping. It should be exciting. Mm-hmm. And add quite a bit so it's been like a four-year project and we're so so close but again that timing thing yeah. like we talked about early on for us it's all been about the right timing to get everything this. happens for a reason yes. i just have to keep reminding myself yeah. that more often than your mother than would that. appreciate that you said she that. would <laughs> <laughs> and you might not know that reason until five ten years later but yeah. everything happens for a reason it all so pans out. Yeah. yeah it'll all work out it'll all do what it's what it was supposed to do, but yeah, yeah it's I'm, this next year is going to be very exciting. It, I'm hoping- it's far easier to um, work your job, take care of your kids, stay home. I mean, just do the regular things, but you guys make time and volunteer. I mean, in real life-saving ways and in other ways, but um, I know managing three boys is probably life-saving all the time. Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like, what you take time, make time to purposely invest in the community. So the question is like. Why do you care? Helping people, this is sounds, you know, very, I don't know, romantic, but I, that's literally what I've always wanted to do in my home. For as long, I think I was in like fifth grade and wanted to be a social worker. So just helping people mm-hmm. has always been what I've wanted to do. And professionally, that has shifted on and off. Um, and even now, like there are days where I wish I could do just a little bit more right now. But like I said, I told yeah. myself I'll get there. Just yes. get these, like, just yep. keep these three boys alive. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, and it makes it so much more rewarding when you're helping people in the community where you live. And then for me now as a mom, I just want 
my boys to have that same heart. I mean, I look at it not as much as setting an example, but teaching them to have a good heart. So that's part of why I do it too. So yeah, and and owning a business, you, you with hiring employees, you see different where different people have come from. You know, you learn about them. You know, and and like what she mentioned with our boys, you know, is there a magic answer? Maybe yes, but it, it's internal for everybody. You know, you got to want, you know, to make the community better. To maybe not think about yourself and say, hey, what about this next generation? You know, mm-hmm. and I look at my boys and. I'm like, okay, you know, right now, do I see any one of them taking over a landscape business? Seven, I don't two, know, and one. you know, <laughs> but, but you're right. They're yeah, young, no. but at the same time, it's like, do I see that? Maybe, maybe not, but let them make their own decision on what they want to do. Right. You know, anytime you force somebody into something, they're not going to do as, as good of a job in my opinion. No matter so, what they choose to do, you want them but to But I'm going to try to make them the best possible route they can, you know, and, and I guess that's, you know, so magic answer, yes, no. You, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's a tough question, really. It did, but, it, you know, it kind of comes down to what you personally want. And right. you kind of have to take some selfishness away and, right. you know, and say, well, I'm not going to get this. But, you know, down the road, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, and the boards we're on, do we agree with everything that gets gone? Absolutely not. But you shouldn't. Nobody. Right. No board should 100% agree with each other. Because right. it would be a boring place if everybody agreed on the same thing, Amen. you know? Yeah, so, true. but you give and take, and you you think that 10 years down the road, and, you know, like with John Cripe, I think that's where his goal is, and that's where his vision is. Right. You know, him and I haven't gotten along on or agreed on certain things. We get along. Um, <laughs> haven't agreed on certain things, but the goal is always the same. Yeah. Right. You know, Absolutely. 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road. Right. What are we looking at? Yeah, good. You know? That's great. That's great. Yeah that goal having that goal of what again what kind of community you want to have and it takes time now to make it happen in 10 years yeah yeah have really great boys yeah and i'm really <laughs> glad that Braden said this because i say this all the time and i think people think i'm crazy but we don't have to agree on everything Mm-mm. as long as we agree on where we're trying to go yeah our friend said it earlier amazing things are going to happen in 2021 We can't wait to share more stories and people with all of you. In our holiday gap, please feel free to send an email for us with future content ideas or just to share your thoughts. Best wishes from us here at Roots and Graffiti.